Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thirst for Knowledge Podcast, episode 29. I'm James Evers. I'm Justin. And I'm Seth Tardiff. And today on the episode, we're talking about dreams. Yes, we are, Mr. Mayhew. We are talking about dreams. What are they? When do they occur? How long is a dream? Does James actually dream, or are they all nightmares? Mm, we'll see. These questions will be answered, and much more. Hope you enjoy. 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 Haven't there been um, experiments or whatever where they've given um, non-alcoholic beers to underage kids, and like they say they felt they, drunk? They, yeah, they they told like them a placebo or effect. something like that. Yeah, I could see like it was almost felt like a placebo drunk in yeah in a way, and I was like, damn, I was like, what? I was like, do they mix this up? Is there booze in this? All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna try this. So uh, why are we drinking? Yeah, Heineken, uh, Heineken, Heineken Zero. We're drinking non-alcoholic beers today. Well, because we are in dry January currently, and um, there's l- exactly a week left, or, or, or six days left, or six whatever. Days. Six, yeah. days, six left. days left. No fucking alcohol. Yep. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Itchy. Yeah. We're, we're still on, on point here, but I'm going to try this Heineken, because I've never had one of these before. All right. All right. Cheers, Cheers, guys. Gentlemen. Cheers. Ah. Uh, Now, that tastes like what I remember a Heineken tasting like. Tastes just like a Heineken. Maybe a little bit sweeter, like a touch it is, sweeter. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but I, w- I would say, in, in general, it, huh. it tastes like I remember Heineken tasting. That's, I that's a pretty good NA beer. Yeah, I've had St. Pauli's Girl this yeah. month, O'Doul's, and Heineken Zero. Mm-hmm. And by far, this is. Heineken Zero is the best one. St. Pauli's was the worst. It yeah. tastes like burnt caramel malt. Ugh. O'Doul's just tastes like a Budweiser. Okay. But you're like, oh, there's no booze in here, and it tastes like a Budweiser. I'm like, it's not that good. Yeah. And they both were really sweet. <laughs> Isn't that not Ooh. bad? It just hits the lips, and yeah. I'm like, I'm ready for a real beer. I know. <laughs> Big boy beer. Yeah. God. So oh, a hilarious. couple things attracted me to this beer besides the non-alcoholic thing yeah was the commercial i saw of this beer was a guy driving down the street (laughs) drinking it and like cheers and like to cops as he drives by and they look at him and he's like and it's like zero alcohol so it's basically like you can drink and drive still (laughs) and it's like what the fuck is going on i would not play that game man no no not at all no And then the second thing is, I'm almost pretty sure, 100%, this is 69 calories. Yeah, I, I read the back <laughs> of the label earlier. It is oh, 69, 69 calories. Meant calories. to be. Meant yeah. to so, be. I don't think I've ever had an NA beer before. Um, nope, this is the mm. first time. I mean, this month has been the first time yeah. I've ever had an NA beer. My, and, my first NA beer was uh, Coors NA. They used to have pallets of them in Iraq. Oh, just fucking pallets yeah. of them. And no one was drinking them? No one was drinking them. They just fucking collected sand and dust. And <laughs> yeah. I've had a few of them there, but it was like... Uh. Yeah. So when I was... Uh, before I drank N.A. beer this month, I always judged people when they drank N.A. beer. Because I was like, yo, that guy is drinking non-alcoholic beer. And I'm like, what's the point of drinking beer if you're not going to get drunk? Yeah. And then like... So I always be like, dude, those guys are the real men. 
because they drink beer not for the alcohol but for the taste yeah. and or and or they may be so crazy alcoholics that they just couldn't drink they couldn't quit and they had to keep drinking beer well i mean um we live in a different beer world today um yeah there's so many like actual good tasting beers yeah like you're not just like when I'm drinking a beer, I'm not just solely drinking a beer to get drunk. Right. I'm drinking a beer because I enjoy the flavor and the experience and everything. Right. Um, because there are so many well-made beers now. You know. Yeah. I was actually at the store getting this beer, and I just noticed so many more light versions of beers now, too. Oh, yeah. Like uh, Natty. Uh, oh, no. Uh, PBR Light. Yeah. It's called something else, though. Yeah, I mean... Well, easy. It's called Easy. PBR course. Easy. Yeah. 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 And it's like a light PBR. And then tons of other beers, just light versions or like even zero, like low calorie. Yeah, like low carb and everything. Low carb well, it's, everything. It's, it's trending right now is yeah. that, that health conscious drinker or whatever, which is why, or one of the reasons, I think one of the main reasons that seltzers are so popular. Right. right. Just wait till they have non, they have, they're going to have non-alcoholic beers with like, just like a quarter milligram of THC in it. So you get like these little buzzes. Why not? Yeah. Microdosing. Microdosing. THC and, and mushrooms and shit. <laughs> so you are a little fucked up, but you like, just makes your head woozy. I know. Hmm. Well, you know what was making my head woozy this what? past like two weeks? What's that, Seth? All the strange dreams <laughs> I've been having. <laughs> I've been having some fucked up dreams, man. Yeah. I mean, so today today's episode, we're, we're going to be talking about dreams quite a bit, um, as it is our theme for today. But I know from, pre- like, sp- very specifically from previous dry Januaries, having crazy intense dreams. Um, in the last couple of years, I was also, like, doing modified Atkins keto diet, too, right. which I'm not doing this year. But I would have what I called keto dreams where they were just these super crazy intense dreams like every night. And I looked it up and there was other people that were also reporting who were in ketosis that they were experiencing like dreams that they never had before. Huh. Yeah. I just, I've been suffering through nightmares and dreams my entire life. (laughs) And it's just what comes with my life is just fucked up dreams. I don't think I have any past trauma that would make me have these nightmares unless it's so buried deep that I can't find it, remember it or anything, yeah. but could be. Something something I can't not have nightmares. I've yeah. learned I've learned just to cope with them now. So and that's what started Cookie Dreams. Yep. So, here we go. Yes, which will be the title of this episode. I was doing some reflection on kind of like the theme of my dreams mm. and how mm-hmm. they've changed over the years. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was a younger kid, real when I was e- really young, it was I I definitely had the most amount of nightmares. Same. Um oh yeah, I I would agree with that. Whether it was like being, you know, chased or like I mean, I, kidnapped fuck. monsters. <clears throat> I mean, let's mm-hmm. be honest. Freddy Krueger, Chucky, yeah. Like all those '80s slasher films, all those monsters, yeah, fucking definitely. I, they owe me a lot of hours of sleep. Fuck yeah, they <laughs> yeah. do. I mean, Freddy Krueger came for you in your dreams. I man. know. That's the only one I didn't <laughs> fuck with. The thing, <laughs> the thing about that is, 
in in at that time, yeah. I had no idea he came for you in the dreams, dude. I was just scared of him because of the way he fucking looked. <laughs> yeah, I, that's true. Uh, me too. No, yeah. I knew it. I fucking I lo- I was obsessed with slasher films. That was my go to from like six to like eleven. Damn. Obsessed. My mom like for my fifth grade birthday, she bought me The Bride of Chucky to watch. Like she let me buy all those movies, yeah. like Jason, Chucky, all that fucked up. But. But I'd never fuck with Freddy Krueger because I knew I knew his mo. Yeah, and I was like, no fucking <laughs> right. way, he's gonna get me in my dreams. I already can't sleep because Freddy and Chucky are after me now. This motherfucker's in my dreams. No way. Yeah, no. no. So I didn't fuck with Freddy. Maybe that's where the heart of this comes from. Yeah, Probably. you being exposed to slasher films at such a young age. <laughs> you guys remember the Buddy doll as a kid? No. There's this little doll in overalls named Buddy, and he's like, "Oh, be your buddy and Buddy kind of thing." Well, isn't that Chucky? Well, th- well, I had one of those buddy dolls, and I was watching Chucky one or two oh when I was like six or seven, and my mom threw the buddy doll on the couch, and I was like, yeah! <laughs> like freaked out. That's hilarious. But yeah, when I was yeah. a kid, it was a lot more night, you know, nightmares, terrors, all that shit. And then like middle, like when I was going through puberty, I, I think I remember a lot of more like. You know, sexual fantasies, sexual Definitely. dreams, things like that, and then hormone mm-hmm. infused. Yeah, and then more as an adult now, it's a lot more of like, uh, a like, lot, a lot more symbolism involved, and a lot more of like, sort of like, I don't know, collective subconscious kind of coming through. Maybe you're, <laughs> maybe you're just more mature and you think more now. You're it like, could be. What does yeah. that mean? Maybe that means this. It yeah. Could be some of that. Yeah. But no, I think I had the same like steps of dreaming as a kid i was horrified having like hallucinogenic nightmares feeling shit crawling on my face i remember i had a dream that like ants were all over my pillow like they were like crawling all over my face and i woke up and i was like oh oh and like grabbed my pillow and i still saw the ants so i threw them in the closet are you sure those weren't real (laughs) (laughs) i could have been real I was always scared of getting like kidnapped for some reason <laughs> as a kid. <laughs> Someone's gonna come in my window and steal me. Oh god. Yeah. I don't know. Well, so dreams, um, they obviously happen most of the time during your sleep, right? Mm. Yes, they do. So Mr. Mayhew, Hopefully. I believe you are, you have some <clears throat> some notes for us on, on the different stages of sleep and what, what happens over the course of a night, right? Yeah. So I mean well, you know, I guess back in the day in like early 50s I mean scientists were still kind of like eh, you know dreams are just like they kind of brush that shit off to the side they brushed off like sleep is just kind of like this sort of innate passive thing that we kind of do as part of our normal daily lives but of course you know everything that the human body does there's some sort of particular reason for it mm-hmm. um, but we're starting to now with more and more research and we're starting to realize like you know, our brain activity is actually very, very active when we are sleeping. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and that, you know, that sleep plays a huge role in terms of like our function during our wake cycles, you know, to not just physically, but also mentally. Yeah. Um, so, you know, our sleep, like what is it? Okay. So our sleep states, our wake states, they're kind of dependent largely on these very specific areas of our brain and our brainstem. Mm -hmm. Um, Our brains kind of work on this weird 24 hour biological clock or, or circadian rhythm, which, you know, just so happens to coincide with sort of night and day and the, you know, rotation of, Mm -hmm. you know, 
the sun and all that shit. Okay. Um, our bodies sort like our ability to remain stable in a period of like sleep or wakefulness, you know, scientists refer to this as sort of, um, what's called mutual inhibition between the activation and the suppression of the release of these neurotransmitters in our brain. Okay. Um, of course, that can be controlled and sort of manipulated based off of whole, a whole host of internal and external factors, mm-hmm. brain chemistry, um, whether there's some sort of imbalance with your neurotransmitters um, externally, kind of like light plays a big role in oh, sort of those yeah. releases, mm-hmm. um, noise. I mean, shit. Your man. environment, everything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So um, that, hold on. That, oh, yeah. That. So noise and light would prohibit you from getting into REM. Right? Yeah. Or getting into sleep in general, sleep right? In general. Like, yeah. Yeah. So there's like this like tipping point, right? So <clears throat> it's like, uh, I think they refer to it as the, the flip flop switch. Mm-hmm. So as you are awake, okay, yeah. the, there's a, a saturation of, of neurotransmitters that are responsible for your awake cycle. Yeah. Okay. Or, or that provide that wakefulness feeling. So those are like norepinephrine, dopamine, serotonin, acetylcholine, histamine, orexin, hypocretin. Um, these neurotransmitters are respons- responsible for that awake, that yeah. wakefulness feeling. All the okay. functions of your brain while you're awake. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, <clears throat> when you wake up first thing in the morning... You're kind of groggy. You're kind of just like a little bit sort of out of it. But it, it as the day carries on, you you become more alert. You become yeah. more sort of awake and, and kind of part of the day. Okay, mm-hmm. and that's when that that's kind of when that that switch flips on. Okay, is when you start to feel more alert and more a part of the day. Those neurotransmitters are like in full force. They start firing like crazy. Yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah. Um, it's kind of like a tug of war between your sleep neurotransmitters. So Mm -hmm. when you're starting to bed down and you're like, the lights are dimming, it's dark outside, you know, your body starts prepping for sleep. So Mm -hmm. it'll release these neurotransmitters that are responsible for that. Yep. um, For putting your body into that calm sort of state that helps with sleep. So those transmitters are like uh, adenosine, uh, galanin, melatonin. Yeah, which you I'm hear sure about you, that a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, gamma uh, aminobutyric acid or GABA. Um, these neurotransmitters are responsible primarily for putting your body in that sleep state. Mm-hmm. Okay, so as you're bedding down, your body's starting to release more and more of those neurotransmitters, and once that, once like your melatonin starts becoming more saturated and released, that's when that switch appears, flips. And you're hitting that dream state or that sleep state. Yeah. Now your eyes are closed and your brain's shutting, you know, yeah. s- switching over to that other that other state, that sleep state. Yeah. Um, so it sounds like I'm doing everything the total opposite yeah. of what I should be doing. <laughs> I, I don't know what that means. So you're when you're getting ready to go to bed at night. I eat a bunch of sugar. Yep. And then I put the TV on. Yep. And keep it on. So you've got light and sound interfering with your... Right. Yeah. But the only reason why I have that on is because it distracts my brain from the nightmares. That yeah. makes sense? I mean... Yeah. 
I mean, it, it allows me, I still go into REM mm -hmm. with the TV on. Yeah, because you're dreaming. Because I'm dreaming. But then I dream of whatever I'm listening in a way to the show, and then I'm dreaming about that show. So I don't go to the bad place. You know what I'm saying? But as soon as that clicks off, like when Netflix is like, you sure you're still watching this shit? <laughs> like it's four in the morning. Then nightmares come. Then I wake up screaming and then sweating. And then I'm like, oh, fuck, gotta turn that back on. And I fall back to sleep. That's interesting. I wonder, somebody must have done some kind of research on this, whether it's beneficial for people who have night terrors to have distracting some kind of external yeah, thing, or if there's alternative things. Like maybe instead of using a TV, you've got some kind of pink noise in the background. Yeah, like a yeah. white noise. What's a pink noise? Uh, I know it, what a white noise is. Uh, pink noise is similar to white noise. It's just a different frequency. <laughs> just a different color. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, yeah. It, like you know, colors are frequencies and sounds are frequencies. So, yeah, yeah. This whole thing started when I was eating, when I was trying to not rely on the TV to help me with the with the nightmares. Mm -hmm. So I I ate, I ate like one day. I just had a fuck ton of chocolate chip cookies and milk before I went to bed. Yeah. I had those nightmares. But like they weren't as crazy where yeah. I could like dive into them and figure out what was going on in my dream. And then I did it like multiple times, like through that whole week. Yeah. And then by the end of the week, I wasn't as a, I wasn't waking up screaming. Yeah. I was still suffering and getting tortured in my dreams, but it wasn't making me wake up through them. Okay. Interesting. Which then made me be like, all right, if I can get past these fucked up dreams, maybe I won't need the TV anymore. Yeah. But. And that's the origin of cookie dreams. Right. <laughs> and then I was like, this dream was so fucked up, I might as well write it down on my phone. And yeah. then and then we were like, let's do this. And now I got three fucked up dreams. You guys got some dreams. Yeah, which mm. we shall hear about we'll towards hear the about end this of this podcast. Yeah. I'll just take one of mine. Oh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> one thing I came across was there were scientists that were studying these neurotransmitters. Mm. And um, one thing that they found more recently was... Um, as our day goes on, mm -hmm. um, adenosine, one of those neurotransmitters that are associated with sleep, yep. as our day goes on, adenosine actually builds up in our blood. Interesting. Okay. And once we go to sleep and we sort of go through that whole, you know, all the sleep cycles and everything, yeah. and you get a, night, a restful night of sleep, during that period, your body actually breaks down adenosine. Okay. And removes it from your blood. So there's got to be some reason... They don't know why it's happening. They just yeah. know that it's happening. It's part of the sleep. So process. what happens when you yeah. OD on adenosine? They don't know. You just lose your mind. Oh yeah. If you if you stay up like for really long periods of right. time, does your adenosine just hit like a critical point or something you like just that? Start fucking melting. Well, I remember. I mean, we did that right. Yeah. When we did that challenge back in high school. I it was think, high school. Right? Yeah. yeah. Tried to stay up as long as we could, <laughs> dude. Oh, <laughs> I was tripping balls i was tripping i yeah. was straight up fucking tripping which which does happen when you don't sleep um yep <laughs> yeah james i spent two weeks in a sane asylum because of it so <laughs> i was tripping pretty hard yeah let's just say that yeah it's all about the numbers oh my fucking god dude and the demons people dying in front of me oh everything god, was boy. fucking horrifying <laughs> i had ptsd for like fucking eight months after that and it was all dreams it was all yeah. nightmares Dude, i really thought you were fucking broken like you weren't coming back <laughs> yeah like... me too fucking me too <laughs> but he came back and he's fine now. came back good 
It was all sleep, man. Yeah. Now you're host to the podcast. I thought I was schizophrenic. I was like, oh, this is the time, 26. Schizophrenia is the last time I can sneak in on you. Yeah. yeah. I was like, fuck, I got it. But no, god damn, god damn, thank the Lord. Lord. <laughs> Another note on that, though, yeah. right, with back to the adenosine. Mm. Um, coffee. Yeah. The the caffeine in coffee can actually um, inhibit the the actions of adenosine. Okay. So it can help you maintain that alertness and that wakefulness state. That makes sense. Yeah. Um but, you know, so our 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 adenosine, our galanin, our melatonin, our GABA, they're all on the rise. Yep. We're starting to bed down. The lights mm-hmm. are starting to dim. Getting your jammies on. Getting your jammies and you just finished your your, you know, 14 beers and yep. you're ready to uh you're ready to bed down. All right. Okay. So um the stages of sleep, okay? There's five stages. Cool. The first stage is typically what's referred to as light sleep, mm-hmm. okay? You kind of drift in and out, you know, your eyes, they move a little bit more slowly, your muscle activity kind of slows down, uh, but you can be relatively easily awakened up um, mm-hmm. very from these this light sleep state. Um, after you spend some time in that, then you start to a- enter stage two. Stage two is where your, your eye movement completely stops and your brain waves start to become much, much slower. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, and so stages three and four, that's deep sleep. Okay. Okay. This is this is where it becomes really difficult to wake someone up from while you're in these stages, three and four. Mm-hmm. Okay. In stage three, your brain waves start to slow down. And then there's these these things called delta waves that start to appear. Okay. Um, and they move kind of coincide along with some smaller, faster brain waves. Okay. And then once you slip into stage four, it's primarily delta waves, delta okay. brain waves. Okay, they take over, and only those are used. Okay, during deep sleep, there is no eye movement. Okay, muscle activity, all shut down. Okay, this is this, this is usually that stage where like children and even some adults. That's where they experience that, you know, bedwetting, night terrors, sleepwalking. Mm-hmm. All that stuff starts to happen in the the deep sleep stages three and four. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> so that's when you can move in your dream. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, you're not dreaming yet in in stage three and four, right? No, you're not dreaming. Yeah. You're yeah. not dreaming. Okay. Um. Then the last stage, stage five, that is REM sleep or rapid eye movement. So, Seth, you want to take this? So, um, basically those stage, those five stages cycle throughout your night, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, obviously REM sleep is where dreams happen and we're talking about dreams today. So, um, I wanted to give like a little brief, what are dreams, right? We've kind of, we've talked about dreams a little bit, like some weird ones, um, that we were uh, alluding to, but I'm, I'm pretty sure everybody listening to this has probably had dreams. Maybe. I fucking hope so. <laughs> Some soulless guys out there, I'm, <laughs> serial and, killers. Well, I was wondering, like, do blind people have dreams? You know, is that is that a thing? Right? Oh my god! Um, and I'll talk about that a little <laughs> bit later. But um, basically, dreams are obviously images, stories, sounds, thoughts, voices, sensations that are created by our mind while we sleep, and right. particularly in that REM state. 
And they can include obviously people and places that we're familiar with, or they can be like people you've never met before, places you've never been, like weird amalgamations and creations that your your mind makes. Right. Sure. So this all happens during REM sleep. And uh, REM sleep, as Justin said, is rapid eye movement sleep. And um, it's um, the, the state of sleep where your brain is most active. And the crazy thing, like you were saying, like in that, in that deep sleep, your, your eyes aren't moving. But then all of a sudden you hit, hit, you hit um, your REM sleep and now your eyes start moving rapidly. Your heart rate and your breathing become inconsistent. And uh, the last part, which sounds very scary, but is very necessary, is that a, par- a paralysis of your skeletal muscles occur. Yeah. Right. So that's like when you're in those, those deep, vivid dreams, if you can't act them out, your body's protecting you from being able to, you know, flail about. I and, fucking hate those dreams. Yeah. <laughs> right. You guys ever get those dreams where like, like you're in paralysis and then you wake up, but you're not really awake. And you're like laying in bed and you just see like some creature or monster or demon. And he's like walking towards you, ready to get you, but you can't move. And you're like, ah, wake me up. Yes. I have had those. Oh my, I can, I can be, I know I'm asleep in that dream. And I could be like screaming at my girlfriend be like, wake me up, wake me up. Like there's a demon. He's going to get me and I can't move. And she can hear me out of my dream saying that stuff. Uh. And she's like, no, I'm not going to wake you up. Yeah. <laughs> Have fun with that demon, bitch. I'm like, nah. <laughs> You're at this weird tipping point oh of like, God. I remember I used to have that happen to me when I would take naps on the couch at my parents' house. Mm. Like, I think it was maybe during college or something. There was this blue couch that I used to like lay down, fall asleep for like a half hour or just enough to get into a little bit of REM sleep. And then I'd wake up and my eyes were closed but I couldn't move my body. And I'd just be like trying yeah. so hard to just move my body and then eventually you get out of it. Those it's things freak me out. Crazy, man. So um, <laughs> REM sleep, uh, as I just described, um, makes up about uh, 20 to 25% of your sleep throughout the night. So if you get the average of eight hours of sleep, then you're probably in about two hours of REM sleep total. And as we said before, that that very like you're not getting two hours straight of REM sleep because you're going in and out of those five stages. Right. So um, in the beginning, you're the first time you're hitting REM sleep, you're only in it for like a couple minutes at a time. Yep. And then as you get throughout your night and you're sleeping longer, your REM sleep becomes longer and you can get up to like I, I saw something so like 30 to 34 minutes of REM sleep like that would be your longest. So you could be in a dream state for like a half hour or more which is pretty crazy and would you know explain some dreams that i've had where i feel like they lasted for a really long time right yeah Yeah. now those sleep cycles those are they only last like between 90 and 110 minutes and they and then they re and then they repeat and like like you said you're you're going one through five yep spending a short time initially in rem and then and then you're recycling back to stage one or is it, or do you go back to the deep sleep? Is it? I'm I'm not quite sure about that. We'll we'll have to check that out. I think I thought that they 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 cycle through all of them. Um, uh, it's it's approximately like every hour and a half you go through a complete phase of sleep. Yeah. 
um, because I used to try and set my sleep up this way. I, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Um, when I was working like really long and weird hours uh, a few years ago, I really wanted to maximize the amount of sleep that I was getting and also be able to wake up um, quicker in the morning because I would have to get up like anywhere between like 3.30 and 4.30. Yeah. So to be able to wake up, you want to get on the end of one of those cycles when you're getting back into that lighter sleep so it's easier to wake up. So when you're, if your alarm goes off when you're in the middle of REM sleep, it's much harder to get up. Right. But if your alarm goes off when you're in that lighter sleep, it's easier to get up. So I would like, be, all right, tomorrow I've got to get up at 3.30. So I would figure out what's my best chance to go to bed to get into a cycle so that I'm coming Damn. out of a cycle. And then you used to be like, guys, I need to go to bed right now so I can get six cycles in before I got to do this do this thing I got to do. Yeah, exactly. So it, I would just count in like hour and a half periods. Um, and then like, like four and a half or yeah, four and a half was like, that was the minimum. Like you, you, you get four and a half, you wouldn't feel great the next day, but at least I'd be able to wake up and like start the day better. Did it work? Hmm. I think so. I mean, it, it it definitely helped me get up earlier and like feel like I was like less groggy okay. when I was like kind of tracking that. And I still generally, I don't necessarily do that all the time now. I just try and get eight hours because right. eight hours essentially, um, like seven and a half hours would be that many cycles, right? Five, Four and a half. Five, five cycles. Five cycles. Okay. So, um, and then that eight hours, that's building in some buffer essentially sure. to to either end <clears throat> so um dreams as i said can can be you know a, a half hour or more at their longest and um the interesting thing about doing the research for this is the big question of why do we dream and that really hasn't been definitively answered no like no scientists, no studies have been actually been able to prove why we dream. But I did find some interesting theories on why dreams happen. Let's hear them. And um, I, the first one is therapy. So um, straight up, <laughs> that. that's not true. <laughs> Keep going. No, I'm um, we need we need uh, some. There's some people that believe that we need dreams to uh, help our mental, physical, and emotional health. So as we're, you know, getting sleep and we're going through our REM cycles and we're dreaming, it's helping to work through any kind of mental or physical problems, you know, you're, um, you know, soothing the aches and pains of your, your mind and your psychology and in your physical body during that mm. time. I mean, pretty, pretty simple. You're um, afraid of something. It's making you face those fears in a way, I guess. Yeah. And that actually, Con yeah. So the, the neck that, that kind of alludes into the next one is that it's to practice fight or flight. And this one's really interesting because, um, during REM sleep, the amygdala fires at a more rapid pace. All right. Okay. And, um, the amygdala is the part of our brain that is, um, responsible for fight or flight. So, as it is um, <clears throat> firing rapidly during REM sleep, it's it's as if you were being threatened during your waking hours. But because you're in sleep um, and you're in that REM sleep where your body is paralyzed, you know, you're not or paralyzed. Is that a word? 
Paralyzed? Paralyzed? <laughs> Paralyzed. <laughs> you're, 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 actually, you're not physically going through those motions of the fight or flight thing, but you're training your brain to get used to like how you would respond in your waking hours if a fight or flight scenario was happening. Yeah. And from a primal perspective, that would make sense, right? Like it, you're, Exactly. You were fighting all kinds of shit back in saber-toothed tigers no, and fucking yeah, right? human tribes and all yeah. that shit. So if like the human body and mind or whatever evolved to be able to train yourself like during your sleep in your waking hours, you would be better suited to deal with those fight or flight scenarios. Huh. I thought that was pretty cool. That was that was definitely one of the the more interesting theories. Um, the next is uh, practicing a skill. So like when you're studying hard for a test or getting ready for a work presentation, athletic event, musical instrument, when you're studying things like during your sleep, those things can are like your brain is still thinking about it and reinforcing it and helping you like cement those ideas in your mind or like those movements that you would make or the things that you would say or what it, the musical instrument that you're practicing. So basically stores memory. Yeah. Like, so, so like, say you're you have a, a you know a work presentation that you're going to put on tomorrow, and you you've been working on it all day. You get a full night's sleep. Like your your brain in like the background is working on those ideas and working through them and reinforcing them while you're sleeping, huh. so that you're more re- if you didn't get good enough sleep the the night before your presentation you would do worse than if you got a full night's sleep. And not just for the obvious reasons of not, you're not well rested or whatever, but it's right. actually like helping you prepare, like trains, like you're training while you're sleeping, which is weird. You know? Okay. So it makes it easier to sort of recall memory and, yeah. and kind of like tap into that. Sh- okay. Exactly. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, uh, this next one's pretty, uh, pretty obvious, um, but it's sparking creativity. So, like, you know, when you're sleeping, as I was saying before, you can see, like, familiar things or places and people and interact with them. But you can also interact with some really weird shit, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm sure we've all heard about the the writer or the musician that, like, dreamt up a song and now it's a number one hit and they're millionaires. I fucking wish. Or, you know, they had a dream about such and such and then they wrote a book and now there's like a blockbuster movie that's made out of it and all that stuff one thing what do you mean you wish dude you could be a slasher movie director i was gonna say (laughs) one thing i've noticed by writing down my dreams are there are some creative ideas that come out of it oh yeah you know a lot of creative shit that i would never even think about i was like as i'm writing them down i'm like damn this is good like if i just like wake up and don't go back to bed and keep writing yeah like the creative flow is just pouring out like yeah you just build off that shit it's pretty cool man yeah so i, I can see creative wise creativeness yeah. i don't know about inventions unless you just come up with some wild shit but i mean you definitely could you, yeah yeah it's a technology wild i don't know i think there's been one instance where i was like <laughs> i woke up thought about it didn't write it down yeah just thought about it i was like hmm that would that would make like a good would, movie script or something. Yeah, that would or, change the world. <laughs> oh and well, then, and then I forgot it, and then it, it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, yeah. I definitely recently, some point within the last two years, wrote a song while I was sleeping and woke up and like tried to take notes of the chord. Like I actually had like a chord progression, like really? some lyrics and everything. Uh, I never, I haven't written the song, like, but I do have the notes from like my dream about the song or whatever. Maybe that could be the buffer track to this. 
Uh, I already made the buffer track. For oh, you this. did? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll play. It, I'll play it for you guys after. <laughs> it's it's pretty it's a pretty good one. Um, uh, the next thing is decluttering the brain. So it, it's kind of like um, uh, like you're you're cleaning up a, a computer, right? Your brain's a computer or whatever, and you've got sure. all these unused, uh, unwanted files and cookies. It's kind and, of just going through them. You know, yeah, you're going through them and deleting and getting rid of the old ones and making room for the new ones and um, basically... Reformatting you know, your hard drive? Reformatting your hard drive, essentially. Or, or, or uh, di- using the disk defragmenter. You know? Yes, <laughs> that, yes. That tool you have to use back in the day to keep, you know... All the uh, all your memory in line and everything, um, which makes sense. And the last one is very simple. Um, there is no reason or purpose for dreams. <laughs> they don't mean anything, and it's just whatever. They're not doing anything. Any, all the stuff that I just talked about is just theory, and um, maybe maybe some of it's real, or maybe we like to think that it's real, but. Maybe maybe there is no reason for dreams. Maybe they just happen, and that's it. And, yeah. and because we're human beings, and we like to make conspiracy theories, and we like to connect dots and, and all that stuff, we're trying to put too much thought into something that, that really doesn't matter. Right. I think it's more of that last one, because when I when I read my last dream that I, where I'm going to talk about later, yeah, a lot of it, a lot of the information is just shit that ended up happening within that week okay. of me being awake yeah. and I could find points of like, oh yeah, this is this part happened probably because that happened that day before, you mm-hmm. know? And mm-hmm. like this happened because it happened a couple days ago and yeah. this character's in this dream because I talked to him, he's like the last person I talked to in yeah. the dream, so, you know? So your brain's just taking all this like useful little, mo- like useless little moments all cramming them together into a blender and then just vom- vomiting out. them out. And yeah. then it's this weird thing, but then it's done with it. Like it doesn't need right. that information anymore. Right. It's processing all the fucking shit that you went through that week yeah. or whatever that day. Yeah. It's like, all right, uh, here's all the stuff. All right, get rid of it. Throw it in the recycling bin. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think I fall in the, the, the more of the first category. Um, which I think is, is sort of on par with like, um, like what what Carl Jung was talking about with with sort of like the purpose of dreams is as serving as like a kind of like a compensatory purpose, which is you know as you're kind of going through your wakeful uh, moments, you know you have to there's a lot of emotions and and experiences you suppress just mm. to you know you basically have to filter things out in order to get through the day, right? Uh, of course, yeah. okay. Um, where we're all about balance and harmony in our bodies and that equilibrium, when we go into the dream state, we can sort of, all of those suppressed emotions get released. Mm-hmm. And then that kind of, our subconscious emotions, everything kind of gets put into this symbolism and stuff like that, that allows us to kind of identify and resolve, you know, some of these suppressed emotions. I don't it, hel- know. it helps us deal with our day to day while we're sleeping, yeah. so that we don't have to deal with it in our wakeful moments. It's it's, right. it's a bit of that therapy. Yeah, um, it's it's it, it is interesting though. Mm. Um, or well, you go to bed as you fall asleep. The person who's dreaming your real life wakes up, and he's living your dream. <laughs> and there's God. two realities. And when you're awake, that guy's dreaming. <laughs> and when you're dreaming, that guy's awake. And you're just living his life. When you dream, you're just watching him go through all this hellish torture 
He's watching your hellish torture when he's asleep. Yep. That's some some deep shit right there. Really deep. Oh my god. <laughs> living in the mirror world, man. I don't know. I was looking through like dream interpretations and all that stuff mm-hmm. and you know, a lot of it is like you said, it's it's woo woo, it's just kind of like It's all theory. We we can <laughs> you can explain away anything. Yeah. With in in something that kind of makes sort of sense by just connecting a couple of dots. Mm-hmm. Um all right. Well, um, yeah, I didn't really look into meanings of dreams or anything like that. Like, um, oh, if I if I dream that, uh, like, I remember a dream from when I was younger where you'd go to school and you'd either be naked or just have your underwear on. Yes. Like that, I've never na- had those dreams before. Naked dreams. Yeah. I, I'm. Do you but, know what those mean? Because I know what they mean. No, I, what don't, do they I don't know mean? what they mean. Because I, I didn't do any of that research. Okay. Well, I dove down this a little bit. All right. Let's um, get some of the some of the, big, <clears throat> some of the big ones that people okay. think. Um, and this I pulled from, again, you know, we can't really find any real reputable sources because it's, it's, it's like fucking woo-woo shit. I mean, it's not like numerology. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's you all know, crap. Um, it's so all you're, you're not going to find a research study that can interpret these shit. So. Mm-hmm. I, I found an article from Fractal Enlightenment. Um, uh, the author who wrote it was Sonali Banzel. And basically she was just sort of writing down like the six like most common dreams that people have and what their interpretations are. Mm-hmm. So naked dreams, very, very common. Yeah. I used to have those. It is a um, – it symbolizes feelings of vulnerability and exposure in your waking life. Okay. Okay. That's it. All right. I think they're all kind of like that. I always had, I didn't always have it, but I've had it a few times where I've mentioned it to people and they're like, oh, I've had one of those dreams before. And it's a dream that your teeth are either rotting out or you're losing your teeth. I used to have those a lot. Yeah. Mm. Fuck. Did you get that interpretation? Yes, I did. Okay. Let's explain it. So yeah, that's another common one. And that would freak me the fuck out because teeth is like... That's yeah. one of those things that freaks me out, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. I like my teeth. I don't want them to fall out. Right. Yeah. All right. Uh, but missing, missing teeth, losing teeth, poor dentition, rotten teeth, all of these things, um, uh, you know, according to the article, teeth symbolize power and beauty and self-confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you're having those dreams about missing or losing teeth, it could symbolize a feeling of powerlessness um, anxiousness, kind of an inability to take control, mm-hmm. whether that's, you know, in situations um, where like people are kind of going through these transitional periods in their lives. Um, that's typically what you would associate that with. Mm-hmm. Um, what about the falling down right? I, or falling I, off the sky? I was, I was going to bring that one up Hit next. by a train or something, the instant ones. Bah! Well, or the just falling in general. Death is different than falling. Yeah, no. Just fall. I, I, I die in my dream every night. I don't know what that means. <laughs> um, I always had those falling dreams where um, I would start to fall, but from a very short, like it's not a long distance. Yeah. It's a short, like say I was on a chair and I just started like leaning oh. over and then I would go to catch myself and wake up and like startle myself awake. <laughs> that happens to me to this day. Really? Like, all like when I first start to fall, so it must be like when I'm first hitting REM the, for those like couple of short minutes, I'll do that falling thing. I'll be like, ah. <laughs> I never do that unless I'm at fucking school. That's it. I fucking remember falling asleep in Latin class. <laughs> yeah, that happened to and me. And then like, 
you wake up like one of those shock dreams like and the whole fucking desk is like and it squeaks uh, and everyone's like <laughs> looks at you and you're like i'm good <laughs> yeah it's had a frightening dream <laughs> The only time I did that in high school, I smashed my head on a filing cabinet. That was <laughs> oh, <right next>. shit. <laughs> I had a dream I was going to get hit by a train and that happened. I was like, and then my teacher got pissed at me, <laughs> shook her head. Oh, man. I fell asleep. I used to fall asleep after on what, six periods? So after lunch. Yeah. That was like my, of course, you know, Spanish class. I didn't yeah. give a fuck. Yeah. Go to sleep. Um, I, w- I woke up when the bell rang and I tried to get up. But both of my legs fell asleep oh, to no. a dead numb, yeah. and I couldn't walk. I fucking couldn't walk. <laughs> so I'm just sitting at my desk while the new class is like shuffling in. I was like, "I'm sorry, man. I can't get up." <laughs> I-, I swear, I don't. I'm a boner. <laughs> right. right, exactly. I am rock I can, hard right now. I can easily hide that with my binder. I'm fine. <laughs> hide it with your binder. Flip it under your waistband. <laughs> I just pull it out and let it go. Yeah. Swing that dick. No. Oh, that was the worst. Yeah. I used to have this dream. I used to have this fucking dream where I was the character of Home Alone. I was Macaulay Culkin, and I was running from the two robbers, mm. right? And I run through this. I run through this store called the Paper Store. It was in Clinton. I ran through the store. I go through the back room, and I'm at the fire escape. And mm. the fire escape is like two or three floors up, and I have to jump off the fire escape into a dumpster. Of course, right? So I'm about to jump, and as soon as I jump and hit the dumpster, I wake up. Yeah. And it's the next day. And I'm like, all right, and now it's morning. It's time to get up. So I, I kind of had like a lucid type dream where I, if I wanted to just like get the night over with and wake up for the next day, I would just think about that dream. I would have that dream. And then once I hit that dumpster, boom, next day. Interesting. And I used to do it all the time as a kid. Hmm. Weird. So I could be like, oh man, it's Christmas. I just want to go to bed and wake up. I'm like, I just like <laughs> think of Home Alone jump in that dumpster and I, it'd be the next day and I'd be like, boom. That's, that's it's pretty a, sick. It's kind of a cool ability. Yeah. And I used to, when he was t- talking about like, as a kid, you're like super, you have like the crazy dreams where you're scared all the time from like mm-hmm. slasher films and then as like a teenager, you're having more of those like sexual dreams and that's when I kind of figured out what lucid dreaming was mm-hmm. and my cousin who was older than me was like explaining like, yeah man, if you like can have a lucid dream you know, you can do whatever you want in your dream because you know you're asleep and you're like, you can picture this and it just happens. And I was like so fascinated by that. And I was like, oh, I just want to like bang Pamela Anderson or like Carmen Electra. <laughs> Classic, like, yeah. You know? Yeah. So he like told me this thing. He's like, all right, what you got to do, right, is picture a lock and you got to open this door with the key and you got to find the key. And once you open that door, and you get in it, now you're in lucid dreaming. And he's like, so every time you go to sleep, try to find the key, unlock the door, and then once you know that, you're dreaming and you have to do that step, then you can, you know you're in a, in a dream and like you can do a lucid dream, all this bullshit. And I tried to do it and it worked like two times. And then Wait, I did so you got to bang Pam Anderson and Carmen Electra? So I was like uh, in the woods of Clinton where my house was and like she was, camp- I think Carmen Electra was like behind a tree and I was like in the river and I was like, hey, what's up? She's like, hey, I'm like, oh shit, I'm in a dream. She's like, yeah, this is a lucid dream. And I was like, oh, take your, whip your boobies out. And she's like, whipped them out. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. And then I woke up. Yeah. And I'm like, that's as far as I got. Yeah, I, you know, I can never finish in my dreams. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So lu- like while James is mentioning lucid dreams, we should say what they are. Um, it's when you recognize that you're in a dream and it occurs in a state between REM sleep and when you're awake. So, um, in some, some people 
like James was just describing, believe that you lucid dreamers can influence their dreams. And like, um, I didn't look into this like really deeply, but there was like a couple of websites where people talk about like how James was saying, like you're setting the stage for you right. to be able to control your dreams, like going through that motion of, Hey, putting the lock in the key. And now you're, you're the more you do that. And the more you practice lucid dreaming, the better it you become at doing it, at doing it. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I mean, it was it was it's like a magic idea where like if you can just like get into your dream and live in your dream, you're like never really wasting time. You know, you're just like in your brain going on adventures and shit. <laughs> but I mean, I never had crazy luck with it. Like it did work before. I I remember for sure it did work. So mm. I think there's been times where I feel like I've been in dreams, realized I was in a dream, and able to like do like manipulate my environment a little bit but it doesn't usually last for long right. and then by the time i realize that you hey i'm doing this you wait you wake up it's like it's like you're in a dream but it's like monitored by like all these professional scientists and as soon as you find out you're in a dream they know because you're like being watched by a camera and they like set the alarm off like oh shit he knows he's in his dream wake him up and like they wake you up well it would make sense that if it's a, if it's if lucid dreams occur in a state where you're at the edge of rem in the next phase that you're tiptoeing on this line of like not having a lot of time before you switch into that next phase mm. so as you're switching into that next phase you're basically like you're, you're coming out of dreams yeah. but you're you're tiptoeing that line or whatever you know huh that's interesting yeah i've never had a lucid dream at least none that i can recount yeah. i don't know yeah oh yeah um going back to the falling down dreams mm. or the drowning dreams i mean have you guys drowned in your sleep i don't think <clears throat> so i don't think so Not i've drowned. done the falling i don't think the drowning though. I've done both, and they're usually pretty terrifying. Um, <laughs> but usually, the the falling down, the at, through the sky, the drowning in the water. I mean, that usually represents like a, a fear of failing, uh, loss of control in your life, or or feelings of like instability. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah, um, which makes sense, right? Because you don't ha in the moment in the moment that you're falling, you don't have you literally don't have control, right? Right. Yeah. I wonder if people who like are avid skydivers, if they don't have those dreams because they're not afraid of heights, uh, or, so or, they're never or afraid of failing. They're <gasps> they're used to falling in a controlled manner, so when they're falling in their dreams, yeah. they're like they're not. Yeah. So then, that means skydivers aren't failures; they're all successful. <laughs> well, we gotta look that up. Look that up. Every skydiver is a complete success. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> well, I mean, if you fail at skydiving, yeah. you're, you're, you're dead. dead. Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> so all living skydivers <laughs> are successful. Yes. <laughs> Damn. The, uh, I had a weird, I'll be brief because I don't want to get too far off topic, but mm. I had a weird falling down dream in Hatteras. Yeah. Okay. When we were in Hatteras. This, the, this last year? Uh, It was either last, I think it was the year before. Okay. I think it was when we were in the... Maybe it was, it a was last year. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't either, matter. Either way, it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah. So in Hatteras, it's always fucking windy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like a constant wind. Yep. And it's just fucking always there. Yep. And I'm sitting, I'm laying in the in the hammock trying to take a nap. Oh, yeah. Um, I could have been drunk at the time. Who knows? Let's just assume I was. And 
I'm just sitting there and I start I start to fall asleep. I go into a dream and the wind picks up and it starts moving the hammock, okay? <laughs> and all I'm hearing in my dream is the sound of the wind, like mm. really picking up and then the hammock starts to shift. Sure. And I have this terrifying dream that I'm I'm falling through the sky and I'm oh, like yeah. and I'm about to but I but I never hit the ground. Oh, I just fuck. keep falling. Yeah, yeah. That's like uh, Alice in Wonderland style. Yeah. Like, right. That's crazy. Uh, but yeah, so maybe I was uh, you know Well that I, one year you were studying for your um dietitian test, right? I think so, yeah. You're about to take it or some shit. Or you're getting ready for it. Getting ready to graduate, yeah. yeah. I had to do my master's um oral comp exam. So maybe it was then. Could be. Maybe. Yeah. That was um, that was the first year I went, and that was in the other house. So, James, your death, your death dreams when you're dying. Yeah. So there's a couple interpretations. One of them is the dreamer is either entering or exiting an uncertain phase in their life. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you're dreaming about your own death or the death of your significant other, mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it could mean that your relationship either needs immediate attention, maybe you're harboring feelings of anger, resentment, jealousy <laughs> against yourself or your significant other. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> if you're dreaming about someone who you used to know who died in the past, okay? So he's dead in real life or she's dead in real life? Dead in real life. And you're dreaming about them? Yes. Being alive or dying? Or just having a dream about them. Okay. Um it could just be that maybe you haven't had any closure or you had some sort of unfinished business with that particular individual. Usually there's like a, an article of like clothing or like there's like this, this symbol that sort of triggers that, um, that memory of that individual, Mm -hmm. um, in that dream state. Gotcha. And then lastly, the chasing dreams. Ah, yes. You know? Chasing dreams. Definitely chasing had dreams. a fair amount of those. All the time. Especially when, when I was as younger. As a kid? Yeah. Me too. Yeah. yeah. Usually by... So like majority of the dreams where I was just being chased by monsters. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Like I remember being chased by like werewolves and stuff. Like yeah. crazy. Damn. Um, they're... We're having some fucked the, up dreams tonight. <laughs> <laughs> um, dream... Chasing dreams... Whether it's uh, like a, a fleeing or fighting, it, I mean, fight or flight, that's an instinctive response, right? Like mm-hmm. you were saying. Yeah. Um, so this is a response to a physical threat in your environment, okay? Um, you could be chased, like you said, by a person, a monster, an animal, a shadowy figure, whatever, okay? Mm-hmm. Usually the dream indicates that you have a tendency to run away or avoid confrontation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. Which kind of makes sense, like, as a kid, you're kind of just, Definitely. like, oh, yeah. you're sort of navigating fucking life yep. and, you know, all that shit. I mean, not it's... Not as confident, don't have as much experience, so... Yeah. You're small. In a lot of cases. You're not a, an yeah. adult. Yeah. <laughs> right. <clears throat> Anyone uh, could kill you with their bare hands. <laughs> there's a lot more threats. Definitely. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. Um, but have you ever had the chasing dream where the attacker or the the pursuer was yourself? Fuck No. <laughs> that's crazy I'm not that I can remember anyway <laughs> okay I'm chased that's some deep shit right there oh, if yeah. you're getting chased by yourself yeah. Yeah. I've never had a dream with me in it that's not me I think I have had dreams with me in it or at least I'm 
like can see myself in it's a my third dream. person view it's a third, yeah i've had exactly. those dreams yeah i've had like a lot of sex dreams of just me having sex with myself you know <laughs> just making out that that, make, that, mean, that makes a lot of sense I when i'm know. falling but while i'm falling i'm banging myself and he's chasing me and he catches me we just have the most passionate just sex catches you in his mouth yeah there's another me that's trying to kill both of us yeah <laughs> Mr. Meeseeks, look at he's, me. He's got really bad teeth. <laughs> yeah, right. And we're all falling, man. We're falling for each other. Oh, man. <laughs> we fall in love. I've had dreams where, like, I'm I'm fighting people and my punches don't do shit. Yep, yep. I'm shooting a gun and, like, the bullet doesn't do shit. It yeah. hits them, yeah. but it doesn't fucking do anything. Yeah. That's fucking frustrating, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Um. I don't know what it means. I can only assume it's uh, it's kind of like a. It could be interpreted as like a feeling of powerlessness or, yeah. uh, you know, about a certain situation. Yeah, you you can't finish something. Or you can't like come to the conclusion of something. Like maybe un- unsolved problems or something like that. Hmm. Yeah. One reoccurring dream I have, quite a bit, smoking. Yeah. Not weed, cigarettes. Yeah, because yeah, you used to smoke cigarettes. In the military, the Marine yeah. Corps, okay, the military teaches you all kinds of bad habits, yeah. drinking, among other things, but mm-hmm. smoking's one of them. Yeah. Okay, I picked it up in the military, and I quit November of 2007, okay? Which, so, yeah, like 13 years ago. Yeah. So, uh, a little less than 13 years ago. Damn, that's been 13 years? 2007 was 13 years ago? Yeah, how fucked up is that? We're in 2020, dude. I graduated 2008. 12 years ago, yeah. I graduated high yeah. school. You're an old man. I feel old. <laughs> Damn. But, so I quit in November of 2007, mm. and every every so often I'm getting dreams where I'm, it's like a, it could either, it's like a day where I'm like, we're out in a bar and we're drinking and I smoke a cigarette, Yeah. or I'm spending like weeks in this dream, oh, yeah. like finding myself like, oh, I'll just have one, and and then I start to slip down into this dark... <laughs> I'm just ripping butts and yeah. just like <laughs> packs a day. Just putting yeah, them out man. on your tongue and on your hand and shit. <laughs> and then I usually wake up and I'm so depressed and I hate myself oh. and I'm so because I really thought you slipped up. I slipped and I'm like yeah. fucking, you know, damn. Because I still get cravings. I bet, yeah. Every fucking to this day yeah. you know what let's just go down the gas station right now get a pack of smooth camels <laughs> and smoke the whole pack oh man i'm a i was a marlboro guy marlboro red or the i, I was like he was a red guy definitely the extra long uh, virginia slims <laughs> <laughs> the 100s uh, uh, 100s oh man i was like cruella de vil i had that long ass fucking <laughs> thing at the end of it with a stick and i was <laughs> uh, yeah i don't know you guys have any recurring dreams I don't know, man. Uh, most of my nightmares are just uh, I'm getting eaten alive by some sort of zombie monster. <laughs> they catch me. I'm trapped somewhere. They're going to come in. They they pretty much get me or they're like like this coming at me ready to go. And I'm like, wake me up. Wake me up quick, quick. It's usually something that I can't control. That's pretty much it. All my dreams are like some sort of horrifying ghoul. He's gonna come get me, and I can't go anywhere, and he's gonna murder me, and I know I'm a, I'm in a dream, and I'm paralyzed, and I scream for Gina to wake me up, and you know, sometimes she does, sometimes she doesn't. Mm. It's fucked up. I, I'm I'm living in my own torture chamber. That's so <laughs> fucking terrifying. Yeah. yeah. I mean, um, I've had I've definitely had like multiple recurring dreams throughout my life, but there was one that was really prominent when I was younger, 
can't remember if it was like elementary school or high school, I want to say somewhere in that neighborhood. Okay. And I had this dream where in my backyard, there was this like embankment. Yep. um, That kind of, it's this whole French hill area that they call it. It's this giant hill. There's this embankment that runs along the whole backside of it. And on the other side, there's like, um, there's trees, but there's also like some industrial areas and all this stuff. Like immediately behind my, my house that I grew up in, there was like an, an industrial area, like a warehouse there. Yeah. So I had this dream where I would, I would run in my backyard and I would jump off the embankment and then land in a portal. Okay. That would transport me to this like secret clubhouse where like all my friends were at and we'd like have a good time and like we'd be doing kid stuff or whatever, you know, hanging out. And it was like this cool secret club. (laughs) And I had that dream a lot. And, um, eventually like I told somebody about the dream and, um, I had the dream later that night, but when I had the dream this time, I jumped off the embankment and instead of going through the portal, I landed on top of a roof. Mm. And then after that moment, I came to think that, oh man, I fucked up because I told somebody about the secret place. (laughs) Yeah. So from then on, I always believed that if I was having a recurring dream that I didn't like. I would people. tell people about it and then never have those dreams again. See, that was the total opposite. I was told was people used to tell me they're like, "Oh, if you had a good dream, tell someone about it so it can come true." And like they're like so they would always say like, "Oh, if you have a dream winning the lottery, make sure you tell somebody like, "Oh, I had a dream I won the lottery." Cuz mm. maybe it'll come true or some bullshit. So whenever I do have a fucking dream like that, I'm like, "Yo, I had a dream last night. I won fucking scratch tickets. I'll spend all my money. It was so much fun." <laughs> Just in case. Well, there's actually something um Carl Jung was talking about something like that where another aspect of dreams is like a way of sort of um tapping into like premonitions or like predicting future events or some shit mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if that's kind of Yeah, it's never worked, so we'll see. Yeah. Yet. Yeah. Um, so before we move on to our dreams, uh, that we, that our dream journals that we've been keeping the past couple of weeks, mm-hmm. I want to touch on the bad dreams thing, because obviously this is a theme Okay. here. You in, mean just dreams in general? Cause yeah, all dreams are bad, right? <laughs> James, what's, what's a good dream? Yeah. Um, I actually didn't really know what dreams were. I didn't even know that word. I just know nightmares. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So there, there's three classifications of negative dreams from, from what I could find. Um, actually, I just kind of – it makes sense, but I didn't really like put it together until I was reading this article about it. But basically, you've got bad dreams, nightmares, and night terrors. Okay. What's after that? <laughs> <laughs> and then you have James dreams. <laughs> so um, uh, these negative dreams are, are believed to most commonly occur due to stress, conflict – trauma emotional problems they can also be brought on by um like drug use or medication as well as illness um or just being james evers yeah but bad dreams are essentially like disturbing dreams that are kind of weird and and feel off-putting but you continue to sleep through them all right so it's just it's not like extreme but it's like maybe you 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 broke your arm or, or some weird like it doesn't some, force you awake it doesn't force you awake okay. okay so nightmares are what force you awake okay they're so vivid and frightening 
and like jarring that they they occur you i mean they they make you like jump out of your REM sleep right you know and I'm, you know, we definitely like all had those nightmares where you oh, wake yeah. up, your heart's fucking pounding, yeah. you know, um, you're, you're like, what the hell's going on? And, uh, that happens a lot. Like in, in kids, like you, you hear like, um, like kids, un- I think it's like un- between the ages of five and 10, I think I read or something like that. They have a lot of, they have more oh, nightmares. Okay. So yeah. that would line up with what we were talking about before. In- exactly. Yeah. Um, or 29 year old alcoholics. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, so the next one is night terrors. Okay. And they're like nightmares on steroids. And the interesting thing about, um, about night terrors is that they occur during non REM sleep. And, um, they, so when you're having night terrors, you can, um, scream, shout, you can ha- do sleepwalking, you can, um, thrash about and everything because you're not in REM sleep. So that, that thing that shuts down your, um, that, that paralysis that you get isn't preventing you from, you know, moving around and all that stuff. Okay. Uh, so night terrors are most common from children ages four to six. I don't know why, mm. but that's just what, you know, this, this study found or whatever. Or 29 year old alcoholics. Or 29 year old <laughs> alcoholics. Yeah. So I don't think, Thing, like I feel like maybe I I might have had night terrors when I was younger, but in my adult life, I can't remember any kind of sleepwalking or like I'm not throwing you know yeah. punches in my sleep or anything like that. Like I haven't had those kind of problems. I don't thrash, but I scream. Yeah, yeah, I'm a screamer. Yeah, for sure. Gina wakes me up all the time. She's like, "You're fucking screaming." Yeah, you? dude, you're having night terrors. Yeah, I was just, I usually it's just screaming her name to wake me up. <laughs> It's like, Gina, wake me up. <laughs> or just screaming in general. And then she'll, yeah. Whenever the mood she's in, she'll decide <laughs> what fate I will. Uh, oh. Yeah, man. I, yeah, you in your prison. <laughs> you need to get that checked out, man. That's the, you, too many I can no- just picture her like psychotically staring at me, smiling and be like, enjoy, enjoy your nightmare. <laughs> she just night walks and she turns then. around with a smile on her face, just goes back to bed. Like she feeds off my screams. I think it would be funny if she's the one actually making these night terrors. Like she either like drugs you in your tea before bed. <laughs> oh yeah. And like she has like a whole wardrobe of like oh, fucking terrible monsters and like <laughs> there's just, just standing over the bed. Like yeah. our whole bedroom is just like this lab room and right. like and like hallucinogenic gases come in yep. and like she's in suits and like it's all on YouTube or like the dark web. It's right. like yeah. let's scare James. It's, it's Yeah. I people do. just pay her to like do fucked up shit to me. I would like to see video footage of this. That though. would be cool. Uh, <laughs> can you set that up? I could, yeah. yeah. Um, I was gonna say, yeah. That's so. I guess they are like uh, they're night terrors. It's screaming. Yeah, yeah. That's part of it, man. I mean, I wonder if this has anything to do with like just the developing brain in general, like because of like with with all these shifts and like having... you're dealing with like the neurotransmitters and all the chemistry and stuff like that of of a developing brain. Yeah, right. Things aren't necessarily as op- optimal when it comes to function and things like that if that's what's triggering some well, of Let's get stuff. to the meat, man. What do you what do you uh who wants to go first? 
I'll go first. All right, Mr. Mayhew, you, you go, I'll go, and then we'll, we'll I'm gonna, I'm gonna, it out with. I'm going to dissect my fucking cluster. Yeah. In an interest of time, I'll probably just cover one. Um, yeah, that's a good idea. One, this, this, And this one was like, I, I had a, you know, I have my typical military dreams, Iraq dreams. I have my typical, like, comedy dreams, all that stuff. But this this one was like... This one had a, had a profound effect on me. Mm. Um, that kind of carried over for a few days. Um, so I'm in this dream, and I'm in some kind of tropical location next to a beach. Um, and well, it's nighttime. I'm I'm walking outside, and I got my I'm barefoot. My feet are my toes are sort of like walking on this nice crisp sand. Got that warm breeze kind of coming off the ocean. I'm kind of walking along outside, and I take a look up into the night sky and looking at all the stars. And that that's something I usually do typically mm. because, I mean, I find a lot of joy and peace in looking looking at that stuff. Mm-hmm. So then I'm looking at the, the moon. It's full. It's a full moon. It's glowing. It's beautiful. I stop, and I kind of gaze upon it for like five minutes or so, and I just kind of get lost in this wonder. Then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, I see this bright flash. Okay, and then the moon explodes <laughs> into pieces. Oh my god! Okay, like the Death Star exploding. <laughs> kind of like that, but you see the chunks of rock rip up, rip the moon apart, oh and in an instant, I start sort of thinking like, "Oh shit, I'm not sure what happened. Was there a collision with like an asteroid or whatever?" In that moment, I turn around and I just start running back into the house, into this like beach house uh, that I was staying at. And as I was kind of approaching the house, um, I could feel this heat, and I and I hear these small impacts just happening around me. Oh, shit. And I start to feel like the the temperature around me started to get really really hot oh, and boy. warm. Okay. Um, and all this debris starts crashing down and um i run inside i found my my girlfriend and we just kind of embraced closed my eyes i felt this like massive crash and then i just woke up like you just accepted death like see you later yeah basically yes the moon exploded (sighs) and then you think it was like crashing pieces were crashing down around you yeah well as yeah those the atmosphere was heating up. Those yep. those big pieces were like basically vaporizing our atmosphere, and yeah. it was just like that's it. That's it. Fuck. I, those dreams suck. So they do suck because for <laughs> like fucking week, maybe two. I would say two Fucked solid you up weeks. A little bit. Mm. Every time I go outside to walk the dog, <laughs> oh, God. I do my normal routine where yeah. I look up at the sky. Yeah, and of course, being in New England with light pollution, all this bullshit. You get a couple of stars and then the moon. That's all you can really see. I get. We don't have too bad a night pollution right here in, in the sticks. In, of, I mean, yeah. I'm not really in the sticks. I'm, but I'm. You know, Manchester is the the closest biggest city. Yeah. But I can see a decent amount of stars. Not like you know when we're <clears> up in Scudic stars, yeah. but Scudic stars are the best. Yeah, but but, but it's decent here. Yeah. <clears throat> but every time. For the last couple of weeks, I'd gaze up at the moon and I would feel this anxiety. Oh yeah, this it's, it's like, coming. <laughs> this 
terror and anxiety where before I would look up at the moon and I would find some peace. Yeah, yeah. And just, you know, relaxed. <laughs> Not so much, but it, it it certainly reinforced kind of a lot of like the our powerlessness in the in the and how small we are and, yeah. and the lack of control we have in our place in the cosmos. Oof. Yeah. Know. That's I'm, one thing that it's just like it's scary when it's space related because there's something like you can't control at all. No mm-hmm. one can fix that. And like nothing. Yeah, there's no chance really. When like as opposed to like something like a natural disaster, a war, anything, that's all can be kind of solved by human interaction. But like an asteroid, like good luck, man. Just in, say goodbye. That's it. That's it. Yeah. That's that's anyway. pretty crazy, man. So yeah. that was that was that was that's one of my dreams. Okay. All right, I want to go through two of mine. One will be like the first one's going to be a little bit like longer, but um, it's 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 typical of like that weird dream where things are just not right and everything's morphing around you. Oh yeah, um, kind of like a, a David Lynch like film or TV series. <laughs> All right. And then and then the next dream is a funny dream that involves us three. Cool. Okay. Yeah, and that's a short one. That's a short one. All right. So the first one. Um, I'm with my dad, okay, and we're in uh, my childhood home uh, in Lemonster, all right, and, but it wasn't, like, in the dream, like, it was our house, but it wasn't what it is, like, actually in real life, but in my dream, I'm like, oh, this is our house, and this is how it is, so we go into this side, this room that's on the side of the house, that is like um, a big, like almost like barn kind of looking space that has stairs that lead up to the attic, but the stairs are very like shittily built. It's just like two by sixes that were like nailed like down. Like it's not yeah, good yeah. construction at all. So um, uh, <clears throat> as we're approaching these stairs, um, dad's telling me that the cast of Nickelodeon's all that used to use these stairs. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay, so I'm dad's in front of me. He's walking so up. You're shitting the, bricks right now. Like what? Yeah. So dad's Penis? <laughs> what? And Kale? Lori Beth Denberg? Dude, dude. So dad's walking in front of me. I'm going. I'm walking through the stairs, and I break through one of the two by sixes and fall down. All right. And uh, as I break through it, I exclaim that I'm surprised Lori Beth Denberg <laughs> hadn't broken one of these. <laughs> oh my god! All right. All right. <laughs> So they're going to be like, and guess who catches me? (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, um, I get back up because I'm not harmed at all. And then I just continue on going up the stairs and then we get to the attic, but the attic isn't our attic. It's like, it looks like it's a giant industrial like warehouse, but we're in the rafters and we're looking down below at this warehouse. But the, when we're moving around in the rafters, we're still talking like we're above rooms of the, our actual house. So like, oh, we're over the kitchen. Oh, now we're over like mom's art room or whatever. Like it's right. all these it's all these rooms that actually exist in, in our house, um, which is obviously weird. And then we, we come to this spot, all right, <clears throat> where we're on these giant platforms that are above a, a large field where there's tons of wildflowers. And then all of a sudden... Um, birds and bees and everything like it's so overgrown that we're on platforms and the like 
if you were standing in all the overgrowth, like your head would be above, but like like below your shoulders, it's just all flowers and, and, and crazy growth. And then there's like bees and birds that are flying above you and they're like in swarms. There's like swarms of birds and bees that are like following you around as you're moving through the flowers. So dad jumps down off one of the platforms and just starts making his way through. And then there's like these swarms of like bees, but he's not worried about them. They're just like kind of following him as he's walking through the giant field. Um, and now it's like the dream is completely morphed because now we're outside. We're not in this weird warehouse rafter anymore. Okay. And um, we get close to this old guy's property who starts shooting at us. <laughs> Jesus. So at this point, dad kind of like vanishes out of the dream. He's not there anymore. And then I just start running, obviously in a zigzag pattern because I need <laughs> smart and because I, yeah, because I need to avoid the bullets. Thank right? you. <laughs> and then um, as I'm running through the field and this guy's shooting at me, the field's disappearing. And then I'm approaching a neighborhood, like a suburban neighborhood. And now I'm with two guys that I used to work with in the mobile canning business. And... Um, the guy's no longer shooting at us and everything's calmed down and we go into uh, uh, somebody's house and we're in the kitchen and we just like we don't know these like I don't know the person's house that we're in but we walk into the kitchen we just sit right down at the counter and there's a mother there and she has a can of beer and she cracks it open and she pours about four ounces each um, for her two kids okay for her two young children yeah. mind you <laughs> These are big beers, or <laughs> and so it's a sixteen. It's a sixteen ounce beer, um, and I look at the can, and it's a blue can with a dinosaur on it, and it's a collab between a bunch of like the hype breweries in New England, <laughs> like all the biggest, like you know, famous yeah. like Treehouse and Trillium, and what, and like yeah. Bissell Brothers, like they all got together and made this beer. And um, after she gives her her kids, you know, the beer, um, she has cans for all of us, like me and my, my two friends that I met. So I, I remember getting the can, holding it in my hand, and I immediately look at the date code on the bottom <laughs> of the can to make sure it's fresh. Yeah. Which you always do. Which is something that I would do, right? Um, but then I look at the can again, and it's morphed. The label's not the same, and it's n all the breweries that I, that I had seen on the label before aren't there anymore, and it's a bunch of breweries that Don't aren't real. Yeah. That they're, all, they're all weird. Um, and then the dream ends. Damn. Mm. And that you can like that's like that w typical weird dream where these things are just morphing around you. Landscapes change, Landsc settings. Yeah. yeah, the people you're with, the whole thing, and it's like this crazy thing that happens. That was like Cookie Dreams number two. Yeah, I'm not going to talk about that one because okay. it's too confusing. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but there, it, but there, like as I walked you through that dream, there was kind of like a you could see like me moving oh, yeah. through these different rooms in these different settings. Absolutely. Like, there's some dreams where you're just like, you're here, then you're there, then you're there. You're not actually moving in like a linear fashion. This one was like actually a linear thing where things are changing around me. But this next dream, okay, I'm in a hotel with you guys, all right, and some of our other friends, and it's dry January, all right? <laughs> But you guys came to the conclusion <laughs> that cocaine and acid are still yeah. a ghost. Hell yeah. <laughs> and James uh, just happens to know how to manufacture both of these things and has the ingredients for them. 
So he How convenient. Quick- <laughs> so you you turn around, you whip up a batch of cocaine with the various powders you have, then you get the acid going, which is an overnight process, obviously. Obviously. And then I sit and watch you guys get all coked out. <laughs> all right. We're doing lines off each other's boners. And then, <laughs> of course we are. Just people start showing it. up looking for drugs because <laughs> this is the place to be. And then that part of the dream just ends abruptly. But then we're all sitting around to fire and then smoke is just billowing all over us. And then I looked down to my hands at my wallet. And then that that was it. <laughs> God damn. That's a good dream. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's I feel like I dream. had a lot of fun in that dream. Yeah. yeah. Let's yeah, make you, that dream a reality. I'm glad you told me because maybe it'll come true now. I know. <laughs> you guys are having all the fun. I was just sitting there like, it's dry January. You guys shouldn't be doing drugs. <laughs> hey, man. We weren't drinking beers. I know, I know. I was fucking dry as hell. But I was mad because I like in the dream I knew it was like dry January, right. like it was beer. Like <laughs> that's funny. God yeah. damn. <sighs> All right, James. I'm okay, you guys ready for this shit? Uh, for those of you listening and who are still with us right now, you might want to brace yourselves. <laughs> okay, so this is this is going to be my cookie dreams number three that I wrote. Mm-hmm. The third dream that I wrote down. This was um, after four alcohol, non-alcoholic beers and tacos, and one of the tacos was cow tongue tacos. Nice. So, okay, so this dream is about heaven and hell. Tracy, my brother, is the Antichrist, and Satan, which is his dad, right? Okay. He's, he's with us, and he's trying to help us to, to get hell. He's trying to help us to get to hell. Okay. Before... Um, before like the world ends, right? So your brother is the Antichrist. Right. His father is Satan. And, and Satan is trying to help me and Tracy get to hell. Before the world before ends. Before the world ends. Yeah. Okay. So um, we don't want to get stuck on earth when the world ends, right? So he's trying to explain this. He's like, you don't want to get stuck on the earth when it ends because then you'll end up living on earth forever. And you'll be in limbo in a way mm-hmm. in limbo is way worse than hell or heaven because like you're just living in this life and it never ends and it just keeps on going and um yeah so anyway limbo is where people who are caught in the middle they're not good enough to go to hell i mean they're not good enough to go to heaven but they're not bad enough to go to hell yeah right they didn't do enough good deeds and they didn't do enough bad deeds exactly. to get them into these two places so they're stuck in the middle yeah. and it's called limbo and it's it's the bad place pretty much and uh that's the real bad place and so we need to get we need to get to like this wedding for some reason <laughs> and um and like tracy needs to kill the kill satan and satan knows he needs to kill him it's like a destiny right so it's this it's like tracy's destiny to kill satan yeah. and he's trying to help us kill him at this wedding even though he's the antichrist Tracy's the Antichrist, yes. and yeah. the devil, which is his dad, yeah. is trying to get Tracy to kill him. Does that make sense? He's trying to have the devil is trying to get Tracy to kill the devil. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. And once he kills him, then everybody dies, but everyone either goes to heaven, goes to hell, or stays in limbo. Okay. All right. Okay. So sorry, there's a lot of context. Okay. Um. So we're getting ready for this wedding. Um. Tracy needs to kill his dad, and he can unlock some sort of destiny that will trigger an event where everyone dies, but it's a good thing. This is like, this is what we want. This is a good thing that's going to happen. Okay. 
and uh, the whole time I'm kind of scared and I'm asking questions to, to Satan and I'm like, 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 is this gonna be, like, is hell gonna be worse than what this is, what we're in now? And like, if I'm helping you right now with Tracy, does that give me like brownie points? So like, I'm a better rank in hell <laughs> when I go to hell because I helped you, you know? Yeah, yeah. And um, so Satan rolls his eyes and he's like, he's like, uh, you know, we don't have time to answer all these questions. Um, and he's like, he so his helper's with them and his helper explains like, um, he, he explains the, the situation. He's like, uh, this is a, it's like, it's a simulation. Hell is like a simulation and it's not as bad as we think it is. It's the same as heaven, but we test out bad stuff and heaven tests out good stuff. So like as a person in hell, you're basically like a tester and you have like this tablet, right? And you go into you go into limbo and you test people in limbo with like these simulations that you do. And they give and the fucking person gives me this fucked up example, but she she's like, "Yeah, this is the example. Like you go into a pet store and you get to kill a bunch of puppies and you see the reaction of the pet on, the pet store owner." And you just keep doing it over and over and over again, like a reset. You kill all the puppies, and then you watch him react. And every time, he has like a slightly different reaction. Okay. And you like test out his fucked up reaction as you kill all these puppies. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so we figure out that Tracy's gonna poison the devil, and the, it was this, this is the devil's idea. So we're getting ready for the wedding, and while we're getting dressed for the wedding, the devil's blending up like raw chicken and like all these ingredients for this poison. We're gonna end up feeding him yeah. down the road. It's fucking bizarre, dude. <laughs> raw chicken. So uh, what does the devil look like, by the way? The devil looks like a normal dude. Okay. Yeah, okay. he's not. He's not like a demon or anything. He's just all like, right. hey, what's up, I'm the yeah. devil? And uh, so we're getting ready, and. Uh, we get in this weird car and we're running late and uh, I get an argument with my mom about my belt for the wedding that we're going to. Yeah. And uh, so we're running late. Um, we're on this fucking mission and I end up teleporting on this road with, and I'm riding this electric scooter and I'm with Tracy and we're driving through a road near a lake with some trees, like a bike path through the woods. And then there's these construction workers and they're building houses and they have all these tools everywhere. And my friend Keith comes out of nowhere and he's like, let's steal all these tools without them noticing. And I'm like, we're in a hurry. Fuck you. And I ignore him. And then we keep going. <laughs> we need to kill the devil. <laughs> yeah. We need to kill the devil. We need like, you know, this is, we're all going to hell, man. That, but that's good. Yeah. Yeah. So Gina's with us now and she finds a scratch ticket on the ground. She picks it up and it says she wins a 10 by 10 house. And we don't know what the fuck that means. So I'm like, just put it in your pocket. Let's keep going, right? So then we get, we finally get to the wedding and uh, I find out that I'm not going to hell. I'm actually going to heaven. And I'm like, oh shit, but all everyone's going to hell but me. So I'm not gonna ever see you guys again. Yeah. So I'm all worried, like I won't see Gina again um, because she might be going to hell. But then that scratch ticket that she won earlier lets her pick if she wants to go to heaven or hell. Okay. So she gets to decide. You get, I'm a, like, oh, you get a 10 by 10 house in heaven or hell. And, or heaven or hell. So if she picks heaven, then she can live with me, you yeah. know? In a 10 by 10 house. In a 10 by 10 house. Yeah. Good accommodations. And uh, so, and in heaven, you can search your friends. Like, you, you're in heaven with like billions of people, but oh, you can yeah. like go on like this Facebook thing and like search your friends to find them. Yeah. And so I, uh, but you, they have to accept your friend 
request if like they want to <laughs> hang out with you because it's their heaven too. Of course, you yeah. know. And uh, but I search and I can't find any of my friends, and I find out none of my friends are in heaven. They're all in hell, but me. And uh, except for one random weird dude that I kind of know. Yeah. And I don't really know who he was. He's just a, a random yeah. person. Uh, yeah, and that's it. My dog's my dog ends up barking, waking me up, and it's six forty a.m. And I mm-hmm. let him out, and that's it. That's a good dream. That, so, yeah, that, that's a good James dream. That's a good dream. That involves yeah. hell and Satan and the Antichrist. Yeah. And weird chicken parts being mashed up. Yeah. <laughs> like you're killing them with salmonella or something? Yeah, right? Yes, maybe, maybe he's allergic. <laughs> uh, oh, boy. Yeah. Whose wedding was it? It was just a random party. But then when we were talking about it earlier, right, this actually was the night after my parents got married. My parents got married last Saturday. Oh, yeah. Or yeah. last Friday. Yeah. So this was the next day, Saturday night. Mm-hmm. And like that whole time, I was like, let's go. We got to fucking go to the, we got to get to your wedding. You're going to yeah. be late. And my mom was late. She was like 20 minutes late for the ceremony. <laughs> and I was like getting my shit on and yeah. telling her to go. So that's that would make that sense shit. And all the Satan shit. I don't know. You're looking for a house. You win a house on a scratch ticket. I love scratch tickets. You love scratch tickets. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah. it's all it coming all ends together. Up. I'm fucking a saint. I'm going to he- uh, hell, heaven. You guys are all going to hell. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. boy. Well, all right, gentlemen. Yeah. Cookie dreams. Cookie dreams. Cookie dreams. Right. We okay. wish you all some good cookie dreams. See you later. Sweet dreams. Good night. Nighty night.
Wake up. Wake up. Seth, wake up. Wake up. You're in a dream. <laughs> Guys, I'm, I'm awake. Are we... Are we are Why are you sweating? <sighs> you, uh, I was falling naked. And afraid. <laughs> I was on fire. My teeth are all weird. Getting chased by I, spiders. Chased by... By naked, yourself. Naked spider. Naked Seth is chasing you. <laughs> naked spider <laughs> versions of myself. <laughs> With bags of your teeth. Like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, guys. Well, that was, that was interesting. Um, QC. We're in it. Quality we're, control? Quality control. We're doing it. Okay. Ham, what you got? I only had two things. Lovely. Um, one, I was hoping we would mention about the rapid eye movement sleep behavior disorder. Ah, yes. Um, so this is actually something that happens when a person falls into REM sleep. Some people don't get that 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 pathway that activates that paralysis. Mm. Doesn't occur. Okay. So people who um, they those types of people tend to act out their those movements while they're dreaming okay Okay. so if you're dreaming about you know you're 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 in a boxing match with somebody you're gonna start throwing punches in your sleep and you know punch your significant other or whoever yeah uh so that does happen that's pretty wild secondly we had in the podcast we had talked about like um whether or not when you're going through the multiple stages and you're cycling through them multiple times throughout the night, Mm -hmm. do you cycle through one through REM or do you just bounce back from deep sleep into REM, deep sleep into REM? Mm -hmm. So it turns out that you throughout the night, you do cycle through all five stages on repeat. But as the night progresses forward, you gradually stay longer in the REM sleep. Okay. Which would make sense with my whole, like, trying to line up sleep cycles. Yeah. I'm trying to wake up while I'm in that lightest sleep because it's the easiest to get out of. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's it. That's all I got. Um, I had a couple uh, quick things here. Um, James mentioned uh, body dolls. <sighs> and I I didn't really remember it. I looked up a picture in the old commercial. <laughs> Pretty ridiculous. But it was called the My Buddy Doll. And it was a, a toy line that was made by Hasbro in the mid-80s. And they wanted to make a doll to appeal to little boys to teach them about, um, you know, caring for their friends, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of weird, uh, but I guess it makes sense. I just thought he was a murderer. Well, also, um, it, he's said to be the inspiration or one of the inspirations for Chucky. Yeah. Which makes you, sense. Yeah, you had mentioned. Um, do blind people dream? Yes, they do, but um, with the other sensory components, um, like as compared to you know people with sight, right? Right. So they'll get the sounds and and um, and and feelings and and things. Uh, I wonder if they get sense. I don't think I ever smell in my dreams. It's the gingers who can't dream, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, No, they yeah, no, no dreams for the gingers. Yeah. Um, Next up, uh, this was something that I I had forgot to mention, but. most people forget 95 to 99 percent of their dreams and that's another thing that we don't really have an answer for like why are we forgetting our dreams all the time right and um some people think it's because you're just not you're not concentrating hard enough you're not like being like hey i want to remember my dreams tonight like you're just not thinking about it so you go to sleep you have your dreams you wake up in the morning and you're already thinking about like oh i got to get up i got to do stuff and the dreams just kind of fall away from you right 
Um, the other thing is an interesting part, which makes a lot of sense. Um, but the hormone associated with memory, norepinephrine, yep, is turned off while you're sleeping. So they think that um, our brains might not be encoding our dreams to memories because norepinephrine is not active, which, I mean... It's a pretty good explanation. Man, Dan, do pretty, they, have, yeah, do they right? have a drug? I mean, we shouldn't be asking these questions, but do they have a drug that can just turn off epinephrine or whatever? So you just like... Never remember? See you later, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's how the uh, the men in black things work. No I shit. Don't know. Yeah. <laughs> they just turn that wavelength off for a second. Yeah. Jesus. Um, so uh, the other thing was, if anybody wants to try and keep a dream journal, um, I would suggest it. It's kind of fun. Yeah. Um, and the thing that I was doing was I would, like, before I went to bed, I would think, like, all right, I'm going to remember my dreams. I'd, like, plant that seed. And then I would um, – you can either have, like, a notepad or a pen. I just use the notes in my phone. And what I would do is I would bring up the notes in my phone and have, like – you know, dream day one or whatever. So that when I woke up in the middle of the night, all I had to do is just like turn on my phone and then it's right there and I can just start typing away. Um, Were there any like tips or like, what did you, how did you guys do it? Ate either some sort of ice cream or delicious cookies (laughs) right before bed, usually in bed. Um, (laughs) You know, watch something that's like really triggering my brain fall asleep and I got my phone next to me, put Google Docs up, boom, cookie yeah. dream number three. Nice. I write a little bit of stuff like what I ate before, what wakes me up in the, what woke me up from the dream, and then just details. I write as much as I can remember and I fall back asleep. Before I fall back asleep, I'm racing the clock, I'm like, oh. yeah, <laughs> stroking out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was hard to write some of them down. Like yeah. I had to really focus <clears throat> and I really wanted to go back to sleep. Uh, or, or the the like I'd be writing it down and then like not remembering parts, so I'd right. just be like oh, I write down as it. much detail as I could. Yeah, and then after I would fix any typos the next morning. Of course, because yeah. there's ugh, a crazy amount of typos <laughs> misspelled. Sometimes I'm like I don't even know what that word was supposed to be. Oh god! And then you have to like read a few times like oh that's Indiana Jones. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, my my approach was similar. I'd put Apple Notes on my phone. Um, I would just put pull it up. Yeah. Copy it real quick. Um, but I, I think that's key in, in planting the seed ahead of time that you are, there is an intention to record your dreams because mm-hmm. if you don't, I mean, shit, there was nights where I had dreams and I was just like, Oh, definitely. Oh, fuck. Yeah. You know, I should have recorded that. Yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's a little bit challenging, but it's, it's kind of fascinating. What, what kind of com- comes up in the middle of the night? Yeah. You yeah. can dissect it a little bit personally you know yeah all right i've got one last thing that james just reminded me of um how eating affects your dreams so there was a couple of studies oh, yeah there were a couple of studies that i found on this um, one from university of montreal that showed uh, nine and a half percent of its participants reported a link between eating late like you know late in the day like right before bed and nightmares um yeah which I mean, <laughs> you know, you would think that, right? It's my wheelhouse, right there. Uh, the other, the other thing was there was this study in the Journal of Mind and Body that found specifically eating ice cream and candy bars <laughs> caused an increase in brain waves, and and um, a majority of participants in this study experienced nightmares when being fed. Oh, you know, weird. Um, so I don't know if the high sugar thing or whatever. Definitely. And. Uh, um, and uh, in the Journal of Psychophysiology, 
they found that um, spicy foods such as Tabasco and mustard um, disturbed patients while they slept. Mm. That's all I eat is late night spicy foods and candies. Dude, you got to try and stop doing that. That's the night terrors, dude. (laughs) Ever since I was a little boy. Yeah. (laughs) Just pretty much hot sauce with chocolate chip, chocolate chip, spicy habanero cookies. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that's all I got, guys. Cool. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast application. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook. Enjoy. Thank you guys for listening. See you later. 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 Sausage candles.